Welcome to the Interplay Podcast. My name is Joe, and I will be your guide in understanding our different levels of mind and how we could use them to our fullest potential. The goal here is not to fully comprehend and conceptualize these topics, for we are discussing something so vast and unlimited that there are no real words for it. Simply dots to connect in a unique and intricate web of complexities. So without further ado, let's dive right into the depths of this beautiful interplay of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious facets of mind. Before we begin this episode, I must first make abundantly clear that what we are intending to do here today as well as throughout this series, reconfiguring the deeply embedded structures of our minds is no simple nor easy feat. Although I must assure you nonetheless that with these tools and techniques, it is most definitely possible to do so. As I mentioned in the previous episode, the first step in changing anything inside of our minds is to first become aware of what it is that we intend to change. For this example, I am going to break down a metaphor for you. You can close your eyes if you'd like during this process, and if you do not want to close your eyes or cannot close your eyes at the moment, that is perfectly fine as well. Either way, you can still visualize and follow along to what I am explaining while I am explaining it. So to begin the explanation of this metaphor, I first would like you to, in your mind, Imagine yourself in a dark room. It's pitch black in this room. You can't see anything in this room. It's just complete darkness. And now while you are still in this dark room, I would like you to imagine yourself holding a flashlight. Noticing that the narrow beam of this flashlight that you hold only illuminates the spots that you directed at. You can shine the light anywhere you want, although no matter where you shine it, it will only illuminate the spot that you directed at. Now the rest of the room is still there. We just don't see it at all times because we have been given the gift of focusing our light only on the things that we intend to illuminate. What we intend to illuminate is completely up to us, and that is what we shall see. This is the power of intention as well as the influence of conscious awareness. If you had closed your eyes for the previous exercise, you can open them now. Although a key point to remember here is that we are not the things that we become aware of. For example, if we shine our flashlight on a box and we illuminate this box, this does not mean that we are then this box. We can now see the box, although this does not mean that this box that we look at is us. And it seems silly now, looking at it from the outside, of course we're not this box, right? Although many of us continue to mistake our thoughts and mental stances and perceptions as our identities, forgetting that we are the observers and influencers of our internal state, because this is no simple nor easy feat. Now, I would like us to notice that there are two parts at play here. There's the influence of our flashlight, 
which we use to illuminate, and there is our perspective of what it is that we observe. For example, if we shine our flashlight in the room and we notice that there is a dog sitting in the room, some of us may react in fear and be afraid that the dog will attack and bite us, while others may feel comforted and want to walk up and pet the dog. This all comes down to perception. Although we all may have imagined different images of dogs in our mind, even if it was the same dog, we would all have different reactions to the same situation, since we all have different sets of programming. For example, if someone was bit by a dog when they were a kid, they may fear the image of the dog. And if someone grew up with a dog that they love very much, they may feel comforted by the image of the dog. This means that even though we all shone our flashlights in the same exact place, we all processed the information that we received differently. Now, I would like to make note of another factor that is at play within this metaphor. In addition to our conscious light of awareness, as well as the way in which we process and perceive whatever it is that we observe, we also have the power to determine where we direct our light. For example, if we imagine ourselves driving a car while it is dark outside, and we have our headlights on, and we approach a stop sign, where we can either make a left, make a right, or go straight. What we do in this moment, when we reach the stop sign, is we take a moment to process where we are, as well as where we intend to go, so that we can then determine which path we are going to take. After processing this, we then take action and drive the car in whichever direction we desire. This is the third factor that is at play within this metaphor. Decisiveness and the power to take action and make decisions of our own, which is also free will. Although we are not the ones who put the stop sign there, we are the ones who made the choice on where to go. The only reason that the flashlight landed on and illuminated the box and the dog was because we were there to hold it, moving the light wherever we wanted it to go. Although in the context of directing our attention, this can take practice and a great deal of focus. One more thing to take into account within this metaphor is that if the flashlight was gone, then the darkness would still be there, as would we. Although the only reason that we recognize the darkness as the dark and as the quote unseen is because we once had the light. If there was no light in the first place, then we would not be left in the dark. We would simply be without question. Just as a fish swimming in the water, if we were to ask a fish what it's like to swim in the water, then it would probably reply to us with what water. The fish does not know that it is in the water. 
because the water is all that it has ever known. The same goes for the darkness. If we were to ask someone who has never seen the light what it is like to live in the dark, then they would probably respond to us with, what dark? As human beings, we conceptualize the dark because we can conceptualize the light. And since our conscious mind is a meaning-making machine, we very often apply meaning to these concepts as well. For example, the light often represents what we do know and what we do see, while the darkness tends to represent the ambiguous and enigmatic category of the unknown, the mysterious, and the unconceptualized. In this case, the darkness can also be used to mirror our unconscious. For humans like us, the unconscious can also represent the dark and the unknown and the mysterious, the enigmatic. Even the universe itself in our eyes can be dark, unknown, mysterious, and enigmatic. An infinite void with very little to consciously perceive and make sense of. And bringing this metaphor down to earth, if I were to tie this all together with one last point, it would probably be remembering who we are. The mind is a beautiful tool once we learn how to use it. And learning how to use it starts by observing our own minds. To learn how to direct our thoughts, we must first Notice where our thoughts are being directed to. How it makes us feel and react. And what we would rather place our attention on. This is similar to how one of my great inspirations, Dr. Caroline Leaf, the author of Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, explains the mind in action being a process of thinking, feeling, and choosing. The three-step process that I follow in life to help keep me focused goes a little something like this. So the first step is that if I notice my mind wandering and feel myself becoming a little ungrounded, the first step is always to remember where I am. I am here. Nothing else matters as long as I realize and remember that I am here. Because anything else that I was focusing on exists outside of here. And here is where I am. And therefore, here is where I focus. Because anything else was out of my control anyways. But what is in my control is here. And the second step is that I am here and what is my ultimate goal? What am I working towards in life and why? Not how am I going to get there, but what is the point that I am trying to get to? To be as specific as possible with crystal clear intent and laser focus. And then the third step is I am here. This is what I am working towards. And what am I going to do about it? 
What do I have control over in this very moment that I can take action on right now for this specific goal? What can I change right now in this moment that will move me in the direction of my goal? Then I take action. And once I have set that solid foundation, it's kind of beautiful and magical and unique and mysterious how the rest always unravels on its own. It doesn't matter if the action is big or small, and it honestly doesn't even matter if it's in the quote right direction. Moving in any direction, even if it's in the opposite direction, is better than not moving at all. Because even if we make mistakes, learning from failure is one of the most valuable ways to learn and gather information. Which is also what I learned from another one of my great inspirations, Tom Bayou from Impact Theory. So to bring this episode to a final close from my own personal experience, reconfiguring the structure of our minds does start with self-observation. Where is our light being shown and why? Where is our attention being placed and why? Does it trigger some emotion in us, a memory, perhaps a belief? And secondly, why do we hold on to this thought, emotion, belief? Is it even ours to hold on to? Will we lose a piece of ourselves if we let it go? We hold on to it simply because it is all that we know, and what else would we think about, feel, believe, and even be, if not that? Maybe we didn't even know that we were keeping our attention on it in the first place, and now we do. <laughs> and lastly, when we are present, we can choose to shine our light on something new. We can choose to focus on something new. If that was where we were, then where are we now? And where do we want to be? If right now was a blank slate, what would we create? And once again, there is no right or wrong way for interpreting this information. And it is best to process it and apply it in whichever way works best for you personally, which will definitely be different for each and every listener. And in the next episode, I will definitely have some fun exploring where the boundary of the conscious and the unconscious lies, contemplating when the conscious becomes unconscious and when the unconscious becomes conscious, which is definitely by far one of my favorite questions of all time to deeply consider. So looking forward to that. Thank you for listening to the Interplay podcast. There is great power in not knowing, for to know would be to put that knowledge in a box. And if you would like to go support me on Patreon, then you could go ahead and visit patreon.com slash interplay, or just look up the Interplay podcast on Patreon. You could also feel free to check out my blog on unitedbeing.com. That is U-N-I-T-E-D-B-E-I-N-G dot com. And I greatly appreciate any and all of the support genuinely as always. 
Best wishes to all of you beautiful minds and peace out.